This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Lyric, and Tyler Hewitt as Alto. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band solidified their alliance through blackmail and mutual necessity. Lyric discovered she was a latent psyker, Valentine laid out the threat the shared visions pose, and Alto successfully piloted the shuttle to Tren. What awaits Valentine's band on a death world? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. A verdict delivered in absentia against Administratum Philos Tremaine. Uh, administratum of Galen's Garden, Planet Tren. As has been repeatedly stated by the Imperium, any, any use of Xenos is strictly prohibited and viewed as a straight affront uh, to the Emperor and all of humanity. And the fact that Tremaine had the gall to attempt what he did is nothing short of treason. If he were here we would shoot him in the head. Since he is not, we trust that you, Adeptus Arbites, will be able to handle this on your own. Please make sure he suffers. Official verdict signed, logged. Uh, bring the skull over here. Yep, just clomp down here. All right, just bite it. Bite it twice. Okay, good. Officially documented on this day. So, years ago, a verdict was passed down on uh, an administratum of a thing that no longer exists on the planet Tren, Galen's Garden, which you can currently see a little bit of from space as you fall burning through the atmosphere uh, with uh, sort of um, emergency shoots deployed uh, as uh, what's left of uh, the Emperor's Hope. Uh, your astral line ship um, begins to uh, to drift down towards the now death world of Tren. Oh, so it didn't go that well. Uh, it, it, it went as well as was <laughs> described, where we blew up the whole ship, but we're not dead. I would yeah. say net gain. All right, fair. We got there. We got there on schedule. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, all he had to do was Imperium drift uh, through a couple of gravity fields that aren't meant to be done. And uh, yeah, the ship fell yeah. apart. But it's OK. Controlled the... explosions propelling us faster and further through space. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, as long as there is a ship somewhere on this planet, it's good. Um, so um, as you begin to kind of uh, drift down, you can see um, beneath you a um, what looks uh, to sort of be uh, would have been at one point a lush jungle. Um, sort of a, uh, you can see thick foliage and that sort of thing. Uh, but kind of to your surprise, uh, it's now dusted in snow. Um, so you kind of can see, um, bits of canopy here and there, um, but ultimately a lot of snow banks, um, kind of swirling winds. And you can see kind of from your elevated position looking down, uh, exactly why, um, Philos Tremaine was sentenced to death. Uh, Galen's Garden, another of the domes created by uh, the famed architect, is no more. Um, what you can see is a massive ring where the foundation was built. Uh, and this is considerably larger um, than Galen's glory. Um, so you can only kind of see part of it. Um, but where your dome lasted uh, until a ship crashed into it, uh, this one seems to be long gone, um, and in its stead, uh, the vegetation of the planet seems to have, uh, have grown over. Um, the uh, Acri is kind of controlling the burn on the way down, um, so it's not like you're plummeting. You're just like you know, once you clear the atmosphere, it's a it's it's a fast drop, but but a not an unreasonable one. Um, and he kind of uh, adjusts the vectors for what looks like kind of a thick area of canopy that will hopefully take a bit of the the collision. Um, but given how much snow there is, you really feel like you're at this point, there's no like open plains anywhere. It seems to be mostly trees, but also you are in a snowstorm. So it's very difficult to kind of gauge where, where you should land the ship. Um, is there anything you want to do on the way down? I, uh, hold on. <laughs> we're, we're in... Basically now, like, just, like, the frontmost compartment of the ship, right? There's not... Yeah, really do consider this, like, um, like well, I mean, honestly, like a space shuttle uh, capsule returning to Earth. So it's just the, the cockpit. Um, I think also, uh, you've just finished uh, playing another round of uh, Digispace, uh, which admittedly feels less exciting now that you've piloted an actual spaceship. Um, but Acri is also really excited about it because he really liked the original version, but, like, these sick vector graphics are much cooler than the 2D one he played. So, like, <laughs> he is all about it. He also seems like he might be just, just a, you know, a little little bit on the verge of insanity, given that his consciousness has been trapped in a dead ship for presumably 200, 300 years. Sure. Cool. Uh, uh, Valentine's got a data slate. So, I think he would try to download, like, the location of the spaceport and, like, whatever version of a map of the local area exists. I mean, he's still in that weird unflappable space of like, well, if it's a random chance that kills you, it's the emperor's will. Mm -hmm. So he's just like strapped in and kind of working away. Um, Ryan, you know, Imperial tech better than I do. Um, what level of connection would a data slate have? Would it require, I it would, it would probably require a network. My guess would be, it would have to be a manual. Like it might be a network if there was like a new sphere or something, but knowing this is old tech, he probably has like a manual, like, the equivalent of like it's probably a spike, but it's like a USB plug that would be like data slate to shuttle computer. It wouldn't have. Oh, like I see. So, so you're trying to. I, I see. So you're trying to take the astral line data, not 
like just kind of from the the records of the yeah because i wasn't briefed on this area so i would have already had to have it uploaded i yeah, don't yeah, think yeah, there's okay, like great. universal wi-fi cool that's kind of what i was thinking too and i just wanted to make sure that there wasn't some like hollow net that i didn't know about uh, um, on a forge world there might be but not anywhere else yeah great uh, okay so um um we'll say that uh you i feel like you actually just plug into alto um, like, I feel like Alto, you've probably, since you're, you're the one who's linked to the computer, would you have like an interface port or something that you would, or like a cable you would plug? I'm mostly just thinking of, of your character portrait that seems to have brain cables. Um, yeah, that's mainly for my interfacing with external things and also my, um, manipulator or my utility mechadendrite. Okay. In that case, then no, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be the interface. So that's fine. You just plug directly into, to Acri. Um, and, uh, yeah, you get, um, a, a sort of an updated schematic on on this. Um, the from the looks of things, um, it, you get kind of like the travel brochure version. Um, and um, Galen's Garden, whereas Galen's Glory seemed to be like um, a colony, like really a, a place to come and live. This uh, seems like a a destination, um, like a place you you would come to visit. Um, and it talks about the lush vegetation and interesting flora and fauna of the planet. Um, and uh, how, you know, the, uh, the the beauty of this world deserves to be preserved. Um, there are kind of in the, the side files um, some concerns about uh, the, um, the gradual effects of um, the slightly, and when I say slightly, I do mean like very, very gradual, but there's a, a gradual degeneration of orbit on this planet. So it is, um, it's actually falling kind of further and further out of orbit from the sun. Um, there was some kind of celestial disaster, likely an asteroid or something that uh, has knocked it slightly off its orbit. So um, it would seem that Galen's prime concern was protecting the beauty of this planet um, with one of these domes, uh, even as the rest of it kind of fell into different climate patterns. Now, as with Galen's glory um, on Vistani, this, or sorry, Vermeer, um, I've been reading too much about the Curse of Strahd uh, controversy online, right? <laughs> Just in my head. Um, the sphere here was was built much larger and kind of built to protect against eventual climate damage. However, um, you also get the sense that this was a bit of a flight fancy. The colony was much more important. So it seems Galen lent his assistance to building the dome, uh, but then it was left in the hands of uh, Administratum Tremaine. Now, you wouldn't have the execution record that I opened the show with, um, because they wouldn't upload that to general servers. Um, but it would seem that um, Tremaine uh, was viewed as uh, a visionary um, and uh, was specifically dispatched uh, to Tren in order to essentially find a way to make this nature preserve profitable. Um, the finances of the Imperium are very, very strange and very, as we talked about a bit last time, um, from sector to sector. Um, but in this case, given that Galen's glory was supposed to kind of become the ultimate space colony, there was a lot of expectation that this would be a great way to essentially finance it and the other domes that he'd set up on other planets in the sector. Um, we're going to say that uh, this system um, has uh, – there were plans in place to eventually rename it in Galen's honor, um, but – given the kind of collective failure, uh, as well as the various incidents that distracted Imperial attention away. Um, it is currently just uh, labeled um, 
the uh, uh, we'll say uh, system B eight three. Okie dokie. Can I figure out where we are relative to the spaceport? So um, the it would seem that um, part of the plan was to make use of uh, the planet itself as kind of part of the experience. So you can kind of see whatever state the planet is in currently on your trip from the spaceport uh, to the preserve. Um, the spaceport seems to be um, sort of uh, across the dome. Um, or at least the dome footprint uh, from where you are about to land. Um, so you can definitely get kind of like an X you can put on your map. Uh, it is a considerable distance away. Uh, but the good news is that because this was a nature preserve, um, there do seem to be a lot of indications that there will be vehicles. Um, you're not sure what state they'll be in. Um, but there are a lot of like covered Jeeps and sort of like um, glass topped vehicles that should be around. Um, very much think uh, in terms of like vehicles you can expect, like kind of a mix of like African Lion Safari and Jurassic Park, like the kinds of vehicles you would want to be able to see all the sights and sounds around you that are also likely protected enough to survive the elements and uh, any local Xenos. Um, protect visitors from what's outside. Cool. Um, so with the wind whipping around the uh, the cockpit, um, the ship um, smashes through uh, a canopy, jostling all of you in your crash webbing, um, bounces off a couple trees um, before impacting um, kind of with a, a big puff of, of snow um, into a, a bank of uh, kind of a snow bank with, again, some um, very brittle um, of those massive like um, – Oh, Jesus. What's the name of these trees? Fronds? Palms? Anyway, think like just those, those like massive, massive leaves that are in cool um, yeah, yeah. jungle yeah. environments. Nice. Um, cool. Big ferns, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that all seem to be kind of like vaguely withered and, and possibly dead under the, uh, the snow cover. So like Aww. in a weird state where the structure of them is still there, but you're not actually sure if, if the, the foliage is alive or not. Is that, is that the general state of uh, the foliage kind of as far as we can see? Yeah, so basically um, the best way to think about this is literally if you dumped a full load of snow on a jungle, um, but if that had happened over time. So from looking around, you are in kind of um, deep jungle foliage. Um, there's less snow down here because the, the canopy took a lot of it, um, but it would seem that as the planet got further and further from the sun, uh, that it it has slowly started to uh, to freeze over and the moisture in the atmosphere has has ceased to be kind of that that jungle haze and has instead become um, kind of a, a permanent, if light, snowstorm. So very, very, it's very fluffy snow. It's not like heavy packed stuff. It's almost powder. Um, but, um, certainly ever present. Okay. So it's, it's also cold here. Even in the jungle, it is cold. Yes. Got it. Okay. All yep. right, friends. Do you have any survival gear anywhere inside this shuttle? Oftentimes they're ready for things to perhaps go down. And I don't know if any survived in this, uh, pilot uh, area. Can I, um, cycle through Emperor's Hope Systems for any kind of crash preparedness kit in the cockpit? Um. Helm? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, 
So go ahead, uh, Tyler. I'm just trying to pull up a character sheet here because my my skills are not the Heck same use, as yours. Tom, skills. is that what you're looking for? I imagine. Uh, yeah, that is what I want. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, Tyler, this is going to be a uh, just a one purple um, because if this thing isn't built by idiots, which I think we can kind of like roughly assume, uh, you know, it's not like you hide the fucking med kit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, in an emergency, I really want them to have to investigate the clues. Um, you know, it's not like Umbrella Corporation built this and you have to use a weird butterfly <laughs> key you find in two separate spaces to open the medicine cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you so know, one normal stuff. Yeah, nor, nor, normal pharmaceutical company stuff. So, yeah. Um, one purple. Um, I'm going to give you a blue from Acre helping. Okay. Um, and it'll give you another blue from just being interfaced with, with the, the systems. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, might be implicit in one of these things. Oh, okay. Well, yes, your MIU gives you that, Tom. I think just built it in in advance. Plus, plus two. Really nice guy. Uh, blue. blue. So there we go. Okay. Uh, holy shit! <laughs> Five successes, three advantages, one triumph. <laughs> Acre's like, well, I'm glad you asked. Here's a bunch of parkas. Um, <laughs> Fuck, man, that is a very, very good role. Um, okay, so yeah, I'll say that there's um, uh, some, uh, definitely like some thermal suits, um, more built for a breach in the deck than um, anything else. So you kind of have to like, I think we'll say the best way to think of this is like, um, I think of them as like um, a, a wetsuit. Space suit kind of thing? Okay. Well, no, like like a wetsuit. It's so very tight to the skin mm-hmm. um, and with like a hood that comes up and has like the full scuba hood. Um, and then you would clamp a um, like a, um, a a hood, like a helmet over it for like a face mask. Again, I, th- I think based on the kind of ship this is, it doesn't make sense for it to have like full space suits, but it does have things that would help you survive the vacuum and the cold. If there was a hull breach, um, and yeah, okay. luckily because they they have enough of these, like you're in the command deck, so there's enough for the crew, <laughs> less so for the passengers. Um, the helmets likely won't do much good for you out here um, because they're they're built for kind of inside the cockpit. Um, they might do more harm than good, but the suits will definitely um, help keep your bodies warm. So we'll say that uh, the suit will add, um, oh, fuck Tyler, you rolled really well. So let's say two blue to survival checks um, against the elements. And you can put it on under your existing gear so you can still look like badasses. You just know that you're you're thermally warm. Okay, mine will go over because I'm wearing a pretty um, tight-fitting gear already. Okay, sure, yep, I'm whatever wearing, you want. I, I think it's literally called a body glove. <laughs> yeah, so. Cool, I mean, ultimately. It will go under for the Inquisitor. I think yeah. he just yeah. starts stripping it's- immediately. There's no pride to him uh the thing that i think because i'm imagining lyric would pay attention probably to not to like hot bod but just like what's under the coat what what Um, do i need to kill if this goes bad (laughs) yeah yeah when is that when is uh, yeah actually she would 100 percent be gathering a lot of information so when she needs to betray you yeah so he's like (laughs) lankier than you would expect when you see like the armor and the coat come off and you realize that kind of broadened him out. Like in the (laughs) uniform, he looks more imposing than he does out of it. He's also like covered in scars. Like it looks like he would like a, almost if you had to guess, probably like a mine exploded and it's just individual fragments of like shrapnel. Mm. But from like 
if you're imagining the pattern, it's upper shoulder on the left side down across the torso kind of thing, front and back. Uh, and when he takes off his carapace, like chest plate, he actually has like a, a small modified last pistol inside a concealed holster that's at like the small of his back under that, uh, that he like tucks back in afterwards. It's completely invisible otherwise. And I imagine Lyric would know looking at it that it's very consciously designed to get past detection. Mm. So okay. if he were to hand away his pistol and his chainsword, odds of someone finding it would be very low if they searched him. Uh, and then he just like dresses up again. He's got no real interest in this. Uh, and then while you guys are getting dressed, he'd probably also just like do a quick program on Eugene. Uh, Pursuant to our deal earlier. Uh, right, right. Um, yeah. And I will, uh, Lyric, uh, I don't know if I uh, explained earlier, but I do have a mesh cloak. Um, I had it with me, but I just wasn't like mm-hmm. using it to cover me. So I, I will definitely put that over me, um, wear it around a little suit suit and it does have a chameleon line clothing uh coating mm-hmm. so it will be blending in it, it allows me to kind of like camouflage it kind of blends in with the surroundings a bit so, cool. so, on, so. on a scale of chain mail to fabric how fine is the mesh do you picture um it is fabric like it is very very thin it's it's um because it's mesh like it's designed to like on impact like harden kind of so, so like but, Batman, Batman cape from Nolan yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, and it's kind of made of like all these like basically tiny little fabricy links, but that are like metallicy mesh. <laughs> so, in a D and D terms, would this be like an iron silk kind of coat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dope. Cool. And in terms of your. Um, stealth ability. I assume it's kind of, it's not like a full cloak of invisibility. It's more like, uh, yeah, if it, I may borrow Metal Gear term, Octo Camo, where it's like, oh, th- this is like green, like, oh, it's trees. I can duck amongst the trees and it will reflect enough of that that it seems like I'm seeable. I'm not invisible, but it's. Exactly. It's like, yeah, if, yeah it's like if I was in like, if you're, if I'm in like a busy environment, if you were to like pass your eyes over me, you probably wouldn't see. Right. You know? Like yeah, a busy yeah. background. Mechanically, it like adds to advantage to my stealth checks and like yeah, adds cool. to challenge to perception checks against me. Okay. So, if you're right. looking for other Camellia line references, Tom, I don't know if you've read any of the Tanith novels. Um, um Gaunt's Ghost? Yeah, Gaunt's Ghost. Yes. Their cloaks are Camellia line cloaks. So it just picks up the colors right. around them right. so that they blend into whatever yeah, the environment cool. is. Okay, good. That is that is what I was thinking. I was mostly looking for non non 40k references for, for yeah. non 40k <laughs> fans. Uh, so I went for, you know, the most universally watched game of all time, Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, Guns- <laughs> <laughs> yes, beloved, beloved video game. Metal Gear yeah, or so. the, the simplest reference, it's like a chameleon. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. So wait, it gives her Hang good karma? a second. <laughs> all yes. of our versions of that are fun. Um, okay, <laughs> great. Um, so now it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a flawed... Uh, it's like a janky invisibility cloak. Hmm. I <laughs> yeah. like that. I janky. That. Yeah, it's before you sense? put skill points into it. Yeah. All right, um, friends. So we've got into our gear. I have Eugene here. I changed something. So here's the deal. I need Eugene for a number of inquisitorial functions. However, we have made our agreement. He has begun recording. And uh, the command now is Lyric, 
If you say the Inquisitor has betrayed us, and then a word of your choosing now, please choose a word that you would say very rarely, uh, then he will revert to your command. Uh, Alto will give you your own, shall we say, safe word. Because uh, who knows, you may actually need to pretend I betray you at some point for the purpose of a ruse, so we add a word to make sure that I'm apparently actually doing it and it's not an accident. So, words of choice, friends. You can add them in. Hey, this is Nero Abagnale from... Uh... Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. And look, if you want to help support us in pulling back the curtain on uh, some of the mysteries of the galaxy, like, uh, you know, figuring out what all this Horus stuff means or uh, finding these uh, these uh, new men, well, we're going to need your help. So for just the cost of a dollar a month, you can join our, our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And yeah, for just that, you can talk to other fans in the Discord, swap theories about uh, the nature of the Golden Throne, uh, about, you know, what really happened back in the day you can really get to the heart of things or you know at five dollars you can listen to this very show ad free uh, as well as some of our other shows uh at fifteen dollars you can add some names to the shows you can hear your own uh you know names showing up and stuff and at twenty five dollars you can create your very own character who will go with us on some of our adventures as well as uh, getting your name added to the credits which is a good way to immortalize yourself you know like like horace did when he got his name added to the credits of history you know so uh if you want to be like horace go to uh patreon.com slash dumdumdice it's UMB, UMB, D-I-C-E, and, you know, we'll figure this out together. What word wouldn't I use? Uh, cuddly. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll add cuddly for Alto. So Alto, you can say the Inquisitor has betrayed us. I like cuddly stuff. I'm just saying, like, Lyric definitely would not use the word cuddly. Yeah. All right, so... You're right, Alto, I wouldn't. The Inquisitor has betrayed us cuddly. We'll put Eugene under uh, Lyric's control. And in in terms of you, Alto, what would you like your safe word to be? It's... The the, the triggering phrase is, the Inquisitor has betrayed us blank. And, And then a word, yes. So this word could be used out of context and we don't need to worry about Eugene going haywire or anything no, like no, that? No, no, no. It requires the full statement. Okay. I'll just say uh, red light. Yeah, red light. Okay, that's good. Now, the nice thing about this system is you can both actually write those words down uh, and it won't be the full trigger phrase, so it won't give anything away. Um, yeah, I'll... I'll enter that into my data slate. I'll just write down red light under like an encrypted file, hide it in there. Cool. I'll remember cuddly. (laughs) Wonderful. All right. So we are a ways away from the spaceport. Uh, There are vehicles around, apparently. I don't entirely know how to find them. However, I do have an auspex and we could look for metal. Any other thoughts on how to get there? I'll take suggestions for anyone, including you, Acri. I believe you can speak through to Alto currently. Um, uh, Tom, I'm curious, is it possible for Acri to, to join us outside the ship, or is he pretty well stuck here? So, uh, his intelligence was, um, rigged to the machine, um, but, uh, as you discovered when you entered the cockpit, and I, f- I feel like, um, we, we didn't ever really cover this, um, with the Inquisitor and Lyric, but they also may have just ignored it, um, his, like, 
skull and stuff are are definitely like plugged into the machine. So if you did want to extract him, you could. Um, I would need a tech use check um, from you, Alto, because he is. This isn't like a plug and play. This really is like a his 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 sort of consciousness and other things are rigged up. But you could hypothetically extract him. Should we maybe treat Acri like a, a guide if we can get him off the ship? Well, from what I've seen of the internal systems, Acri doesn't actually know where anything is. He has a pamphlet uh, and then a rough idea of what this was supposed to be from several hundred years ago. I mean, it's a reference point. If you think about it, the, the map that we used to find Emperor's Hope was outdated, but it, it got us here. He's also probably going to be useful in the future. We should take him. How long will it take to unhook him from this entire setup, if you had to estimate? Tom, do you have a time frame for that, or can I just uh, say whatever I want? I'm going to warn you all right now. I am 100% not going to be able to track the time frames on all of the days in this year of time you have. Yeah. So, Ryan, if that's what you're getting at, I'm going to tell you right now, broad strokes, it'll take some time. But um, I'd say, basically, my question to you would be this. It will take time. But if you extract him, you can also probably strip what's left of the Emperor's Hope for parts. Um, if you, I would say it will probably take a couple of hours. But that will also give you a bunch of spare mechanical bits that you might need if you find broken vehicles along the way. If Alto pitches it, if Alto pitches it that way, the Inquisitor would be on board. Yeah. If it was yeah. just let's do this because it might be nice for a robot, he would shoot the robot in the head. He wouldn't tell them that; he'd just do it. But yeah. this was a good pitch from Alto. Yes, yeah. he agrees. I, I also feel like for Alto, you probably are just suggesting taking him. It, it's just nice to have Acri along for the ride for yeah. Alto. But like he, well, he can, he's the younger brother. He knows how to fucking like make a case and be like, please give me this stuff. Like, but also, admittedly, like he's he's so rigged into this this platform that in taking him out, even if that was your only goal, you would end up with all of these parts anyway. Like, it's a little bit like if you try and take the battery out of a laptop and you have to, like, disassemble the entire laptop just to reach the fucking thing. Because, like, what we put it under the keys? And you're like, <laughs> okay, well, uh, time to rip out some processors. Uh, I did this once. It was not fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's it like in your head, you're very much making this case. But as as you start to describe the process, uh, Inquisitor, you see the like value in having these parts. Also, knowing the state of what of technology in this sector, like the odds of you needing bits are high. So, um, all right. So you spend the time um, disassembling um, things. I don't I certainly don't mean to stomp on the idea of being time conscious. I just also mentally can't track. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't need. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to be able to keep track of it either. I don't think that's terribly interesting. I think he's just like, is this going to be an hour? Or are we going to be here day. two days while yes, you try to take a guy yeah, apart? Yeah. It's going to take and us it's... 364 days. It'll be worth it. Acri <laughs> explodes over the helm. Uh, yeah. no. You, you uh, I think extract Acri and he's like, well, what do you know? All the people you're trying to kill just arrived on this final day of the year. <laughs> yeah. This exact location. I'm a transponder. Yeah, so I think I'm... Um, the Inquisitor might have a little bit of knowledge in terms of how to build a servo skull, because I think he was more heavily involved in the construction and handling of Eugene. Not, not that he knows a lot about all tech, but he's got a little bit of knowledge in this one version. So he would probably assist in, I mean, he'd know like a vehicle needs a power cell, but not a hell of a lot. Um, however, he might be able to suggest ways we could get Acri into a smaller, more carryable package than trying to carry an entire desiccated corpse. Yeah, I think what I'm going to pitch... Um because I also do want to sort of stay true to the idea of of the inconvenience of this a little bit, is that um, 
you'll basically have to take skull a bit of the spine in the rib cage because um, there's enough like um, life supports a strong term in the 40k universe, but there's enough like shit in his guts um, keeping him going that you'll kind of need that much. So think uh, in the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy, like kind of having like a, a half guy slung over your shoulder kind of deal. Um, but you can also like pack him in a bag. Um, and I think, yeah, with more time, um, I think basically we'll say that uh, Valentine, this is like, this is you applying all the servo shit, you know, but there's just a little too much guts right now. Later, you'll be able to strip him down to like with, with a proper workshop, you could 100% turn him into a servo skull. It's just right now. This is that, a speed hack job. Yeah, we got it. It's do a that. speed hack job. And also, like, he was sustained by an entire ship. So you kind of have to bring enough stuff to keep keep that going. Uh, the good news is, though, that this also means that if you were to rig him up to the uh, Astroline starport vehicle that's across planet, he can assist with that. Like, it, it means you won't be starting from scratch if you want to plug him into ship. Yeah. Uh, are you looking for roles from us at all, or is it just? Like, um, yeah. Uh, so this one is is going to be a bit of a higher higher role, uh, Tyler. So this will be tech use. Uh, I'm going to say uh, four purple. Um. Oh, I didn't roll four story points. Uh, one moment. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say um, we're at three and three on the story okay. points. Uh, I'm going to spend one to upgrade one of those purples to a red. Um, Acre is a pretty useful thing, uh, so it behooves me as as evil, evil jam to make sure that useful things are slightly harder to get. Um, that said, uh, you've got uh, assistance from Valentine, so that's uh, one boost. Yep. You've got your two from your tech tools, so yep. that's an additional two. Uh, I'm just going to let you f- factor those in. Uh, yeah. if, uh, and I'll yeah. say that just, that's going to be on me to remember. Yeah, I was I'll just say, say that generally for, for all of you, if there's something that's specific to your sheet, because I don't know your character sheets at all, um, if I don't say it, either just tell me that you're adding it or just add it. Um, cool. It might be helpful for like those uh, watching and listening at home if you do declare like, oh, and I have like thieves tools, which gives me this, or like my yeah. camo cloak does this. Um but I, I won't be able to factor those in for you. So do please keep in mind that my word isn't law on these. It's just what what I know from where I'm sitting, and then feel free to jump in. Cool, also, man. one of the nice things about Genesis is because it is a collective storytelling system, if you think there's something I'm missing or that I'm missing for someone else's check, um, please feel free to volunteer that. We did this a lot on Star Wars, but we haven't really done it here yet. Cool. So it'd be things like if I've described you in a horrible sandstorm, and I'm like, yeah, okay, so you line up the sniper shot. One of you can be like, actually – we're in a sandstorm. I feel like it would be harder. I'd be like, oh, fuck, you're absolutely correct. I forgot about that because yeah. Ripley was on fire or something. I don't know. Um, Tyler, you do have your utility arm, which counts as whatever kind of key the tools you need. So that would also, I believe, add one blue for this. That whole, I think, description contributes to the plus two as I as I understand it. Dope. Plus two tech use. I always have tools needed to repair, modify, or manipulate yep. machinery. Yep. Great. Uh, I will add uh, a story point because I think the Inquisitor may not be entirely focused on getting Acre out, but he is very focused on preserving all the bits, which means he's being very careful in his assistance. Also, admittedly, like, um, you've probably had to do, like, particularly back in the Academy, you likely had to do rough patch jobs and that sort of thing. Like, this isn't outside the realm. It's like, honestly, it's like, it, to some extent, it's fixing a car, but you do, you're not trying to fix it. You're just trying to take it apart. So it's like, I don't know what this is, but I know how to take it off. Crank, 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 crank in the bucket. Yeah. 
Um, Lyric, what do you think you're doing during this? Uh, honestly, I, <laughs> this is probably like, I'm pre- literally preparing like my leg. Cause my leg's not healed. Right. Yeah. Like I've just, I've just braced it. So I think this is like, fuck, we got to go through jungle. I am not, I'm not prepared for this. Like I've lived in like a city on like, you know, even ground for a long time. So, um, we have uh, been traveling for a week through space. So I think some work might've been done for you. Well, we, so as, as we previously discussed, um, you're able to make like a decent brace. It's not yeah. Yeah. to run yeah. on and okay. you've got, um, your, uh, should I always forget? Laszlock, um, yep. sort of yep. walking stick, uh, or cane. So you're, you're, you're more mobile. Like, I, I think that the way to think of this for kind of the purposes of our survival adventure we're about to go on is like, um, it's going to be stiff leg action. You can't really bend the knee. Yeah. Um, so you're not completely immobile in snow or anything else. It's just more of a, it's going to be a hindrance for you until you can get proper medical medical support. Also, I will say, um, Valentine, on your on the, the map and the schematics you downloaded, um, there are a number of sites along the way that have been listed. Um, there's like the visitor center. There's like, you know, the garage, the machine paddock, like those sorts of things are are on your map. It's kind of hard to tell where you landed. Because um, obviously this map is oriented to the starport, such as it was. Um, but there will be places along the way likely to find supplies. And if there's, if this is a tourist destination and there is like a visitor center, there will definitely be medical in there. You don't know what the state of it will be. It could be snowed in, but at least there there should be something. Yeah, and we can orient ourselves once we find one of the buildings. Yeah, it, I, I guess. Well, yeah, I just want to like make clear that you're not just going through pure jungle from here to the starport. It's like you're 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 traveling through the park. Um, cool, because that's how adventures work. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, I just want to uh, clarify. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned using a story point. Is that for your role? Are you rolling or no? This no is I'm, just, I'm adding you. it to yours. Okay. This is so for men- mentally in terms of how these Genesis rolls often work. Uh, and I know, like those of you who played Star Wars uh, on our other show, know know this. But generally, the way I like to think of these is like rather than say a D and D, where it's like, oh, like I, I'm rolling to help. It's like one person does the check, and if other people yeah. are helping, we, we add the, the dice. Yeah. And then, cool. but, like from a story perspective, I do really want. It's not like okay, well, I'll just sit back and like Alto will do it. It's like this that blue dice is Valentine, like unscrewing things and helping and. And doing that just so that mentally we have the same picture of kind of what this action is. It's not like a beautiful mind where just you're the only one doing stuff. Everyone's kind of helping out as they can. Got yeah. it. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm incorporating that into my dice pool. Uh, I'm ready to roll. Have at it, sir. Okay. Ooh, those purple dice came up really bad, but thanks to the boost, we come mm-hmm. away with four successes. Oh, shit. All right. Nice. Good work. Um, so it's, um, I think. Sorry, my coffee is full of grinds. That is gross. That's a gross way to end my day. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, as I chew my way through my coffee. Um, so, um, Alto, I think where the 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 danger and the challenge really came up is um, taking apart machines is something you've done a ton of. Taking apart organic threaded machines is a whole new yeah. space. Yeah. Um, where you can, I, I think you, you're actually starting to pick it up pretty quickly. Having 
augments yourself and also like augments are, are common enough um, of various sorts in uh, in the Imperium. Um, you're, you're, I think, just by intuition and experience starting to get like the, oh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, this is a biofilter, right? He needs this, otherwise his, his brain would die. Great, okay, well, if I can reroute that. Um, and uh, with the help of uh, the Inquisitor who happily has actually dealt with this, um, particularly with his own eyes and with, um, with Eugene... Um, you're able to um, create a pretty compact, um, like think like a small, um, like a small carry-on almost of uh, of um, Acri. Uh, granted, it's like built of his rib cage uh, and and his head, but um, small enough that you can kind of one hand it or sling it over over your shoulder. Um, and that bag will say also has like a lot of key components. Um, I think particularly what you're looking for is a combination of incredibly common things that are just generally useful. So like bolts, screws, fasteners, um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, fresh tubing, if there's any of that. Uh, and a mix of like incredibly rare components like power cells and processors and all the, all basically I, I think particularly for Valentine, like you just think of all of the things that would stop a ship from moving that you've ever encountered and you try and grab one of each. Uh, as best you can. Granted, most of the ship is gone, so you're a little limited, but at least from uh, navigation, um, you know, uh, life support, gravity, uh, you're able to find kind of a bunch of that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, once you're done, um, the uh, the ship is, is as gutted as you can make it without like heavy, heavy power weapons. Yeah. yeah, or like having like torches and shit, which I imagine, although you probably got like a small... Torch ability, or are you like I have what I need with my utility mechadendrite, apparently. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's everything that a small torch could get, but you need like you need poor dead welder, uh, that you lost in the atmosphere to uh, to get any deeper. Um, so Cheryl, I think Cheryl, yes. Um, so with that, you venture, uh, you are prepared to venture out. Is there any final things you'd like to do uh, on board the ship before you you venture out into the, the colds? I think so. I think uh, um, I think I think with Acri kind of in a a duffel bag of his own making, <laughs> um, uh, um, that's kind of really the 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 soul and the spirit of the ship as far as Alto's concerned. So he's really taking a lot of it with him. I um, think Valentine would turn to Alto and say, "If you could ask Acri, is there some sort of black box or something that would record what happened to the ship, where it's gone, what it's done, all of those good things?" I I believe that's Acri. Acri's uh, the black box. And I, I think we can say that in in the interim, you've rigged up like a really shitty speaker with like a headphone, oh, okay. just so that we don't have to constantly. Great. And he'll be like, uh, "Well, uh, yeah, that that's me. I would commune direct with uh, with the machine spirit of uh, of the good ship and." Uh, yeah, I got all the records in my old noggin. Wonderful. Is that machine spirit still alive currently? I mean, it's probably drifting. I uh, now that I'm disconnected, I can't feel it anymore. But uh, as the the ship was torn apart and fell apart, well, uh, I think it was just staying alive to make sure we made it out okay. All right, excellent. Uh, and then he'll just rev up his chainsword and just like ram it through the processor, like the front deck, and just kill the computer because Valentine is. Not really going to go into this, but he's aware that if this starts to go bad at any point, the hunt will probably start at Gale's glory. So he needs to just make sure there's as little trail as possible moving forward. Yeah, you can torch this thing 
on the way out if you want. I think that that makes sense. Done and done. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as uh, the uh, three and a half of you um, step out, I guess <laughs> like three and three quarters because you've also got Eugene, um, step out. Uh, yeah, uh, you just rig up, Valentine, a, a rough Molotov cocktail kind of deal uh, with like, I don't know, windshield wiper fluid <laughs> or some stupid yeah. thing that you found. Um, and as the um, uh, the icy air hits you, and down here it's you know there's um, because you are between the trees and there's sort of so much foliage, it's not a windy cold. It's that kind of like horrible prairies cold where it just sits. Um, so in this kind of like uh, you, you step out into this ever present cold, um, pulling your your cloaks uh, if you've got them a little closer around you. Uh, and um, before you set out uh, into the jungles of the death world of Tren, uh, Valentine, you turn back, uh, bottle in hand. What do you say before you set the ship alight? Well, the Emperor loves a good fire, and we all love progress. So here's to the next part of our adventure. I christen this the beginning of something good. Uh, and then he'll toss it. <laughs> there are a lot of debates among scholars about the, the actions that occurred during the Valentine heresy. Um, but one of the ones that often escapes notice and has only been brought up by a couple of minor scholars who to this day are, are generally disregarded, mostly due to their lack of proper footnotes. Uh, there is a kind of delicious irony in the fact that one of the earliest acts of the heresy was the burning to a crisp of the emperor's hope. And yet, here we are. And so the four of you, three and a half, set off into the jungles. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Alto. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Lyric. And our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. Available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash Dumb Dumb Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Good evening, and welcome to Strange Air. I am your host, Malcolm Smith, and I'll be here for the next four hours taking your calls as we explore the outer regions of reality. 
Ten years ago, Malcolm Smith vanished from the face of the earth. One moment, he was on the air in the middle of a sentence, and the next moment, he was gone. People will believe anything. So, what do you think happened? I believe your father staged the whole thing. I believe your daddy was taken. Do you believe in miracles? I guess people believe what they want to believe. I believe I'll have a little more wine. It's time you heard the truth about your father! You're completely insane. Did someone hit you? Leave me alone! What's going on? I'm going to find my father. Strange Air. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information.